0: Hello, calm parents, and welcome back to another episode of Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. Navigating divorce and step-parenting is challenging for everyone involved, but statistics show it's particularly difficult for teenage children. Fortunately, there are things we can do to ease their transition and even thrive. Today, I'm joined by co-authors of Our Happy Divorce, Nikki DiBartolo and Ben Helfand, Although their marriage has been over for nearly a decade, Nikki and Ben have learned how to create a happy life with each other and their new families. They're sharing their story in hopes of empowering and inspiring people to think differently about divorce, co-parenting, step-parenting, and what it means to put kids first. Welcome, Nikki and Ben. I'm so happy you could join us today.
1: Thank you so much
2: for having us. Thank you for having us. Absolutely.
0: Yes. So tell us first. What inspired you guys to come together and write this book, Our Happy Divorce? Ben
1: made me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think uh, it it was one of those things that um, 14 years ago, uh, when we got divorced, if you told us that we were going to be sitting, you know, with you or anybody talking about a book that we had written about our, our our divorce, much less our happy divorce, we would have told you you're out of your mind. Um, but I think it was one of the things where we got divorced, and we went on uh, with our lives and, and we you know tried to uh, make it a softer landing for our son and and, and life sort of just uh, went on, and the years went on, and we became closer and we became closer and then you know, we started posting on social medias about our lives, and we started taking family trips, and just everything. Uh, that we talk about uh, uh, about our happy divorce, and people are like,
1: "What's going on?"
2: Yeah, what's, what's happening what? with those health funds? Like,
1: we used to say, "Like, you guys should write a book," and we're like, "We don't know how to write a book." I <laughs> mean, what, what, what do we know about writing a
2: book? So one day, I, I had the idea uh, of writing a book, and what was my idea? But actually doing it, um, but there was only one way that it was going to happen is that uh, you know, if, if Nikki would do it with me. Um, so it took about a year. Uh, and then some change to, to to convince her to do it.
1: Yeah. Um
2: and, and and we did it. And and it's
1: only because I mean not because I didn't want to help people, but only because I'm a little more like I'm not so forthright with my feelings and yeah. like that. I'm a little more reserved. Mm-hmm. Yeah when it comes to stuff like that than Venice.
2: And, and and you know, well, we are we're not doctors, we're not lawyers, we're not therapists. Uh, you know, we just wanted to inspire uh, some hope for people because we were in that situation uh, of getting divorced, and it's you know it sucks. There's no, there, you know, I I could use a more eloquent term, but uh, you know it, it it's tough. And so, you know, when we got divorced, if there was something there, just give us some sort of glimmer of hope. You know, mm-hmm. some sort of you know shine light about oh, it can be different because we didn't know any when we got divorced. Uh, there wasn't really any. Other way, right? Except for you know, combatant War of the Roses, the movie in the eighties, and and, and loved that, that so, baby,
1: <laughs> yeah, just Destro- storing your children, right.
0: Well, yeah. And I think it, it always amazes me because whenever people get divorced, it always seems like their ex is like the most psychotic person on the planet. I'm like, how are all these people marrying psychotic people suddenly? Right. Right. <laughs>
2: right. right. Like, how how many people marry, uh, you know, or, or women or men marry Prince Charming or Princess Charming and, and then divorce a narcissist? I mean, exactly. it just does. Right. It doesn't. Statistically, it's absolutely impossible.
1: But it seems to happen. So it does. <laughs> and believe me, we started out that way, too, right. that we, you know, we were definitely, we definitely thought that about each other, too, when we, when we first started our divorce process.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, there's so many hard, like hurt, angry feelings. And then you've got these kids that are just put smack in the middle of it. They have no choice. They don't want this. And they're seeing these people they love just, like, tear each other apart. And so how, like, what are some of the tips you can provide parents for how do we help ourselves survive? Because I see the parents are struggling just on their own to survive. How do we help make sure our kids don't reap all these, like, negative parts of this?
1: I think for us, and, you know, you said this, that when Ben's parents are divorced. So I think that he wished he had an outlet that he was able to discuss instead of it being taboo to discuss Mm. what's going on in your parents' relationship, because it's hard on a kid. And most kids sit and don't discuss it with their parents about how difficult it really is for them. And I think, you know, from day one, we tried to, you know, Ash was really little when we split up, he was three and a half. And so But even from then, we, we tried to get him to under, like to talk to us and tell us how he was feeling from the, you know, even from like when he got a little older and he would say to us, Hey, you know, a week is too long at your house. You know, Mm -hmm. I miss dad or I miss mom a week is too long. So, you know what, we redid the schedule and it was, it turned into three days because you know, at that point that was easier for him. So it's a matter of like, for us, it was a matter of being able to allow him to express himself, allow him to be sad, allow him to be frustrated, allow him to not understand it, you know, and for us to be able to help him, you know, get through this as best as we could.
2: Right. And, and I, and I think that, you know, you, you sort of hit the nail on the head when you talked about those emotions of hurt and, and, and those are terrible emotions. Right. And, 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 uh, you know, especially for a man, um you know those sort of manifest itself into some pretty uh, you know bad behavior or bad you know uh, um, attitude, if you will but yeah. but you know, I think there's two sides of the divorce um, there, there's the emotional side, and then there's the business side and, and the business side is you know it, 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 it sounds apathetic and it's meant to sound apathetic, but what happens, I think, so much in divorce is people don't deal with the emotional side first before they go into the business side. And mm-hmm. with all those, with all those feelings that you talked about, the hurt, the anger, you know, all the negative emotions on the emotional chart, no good decision will be made out of that. No. Not for yourselves, not, no. and, and and most importantly, not for your kids. No. And, and so what Nikki and I did um, eventually is we started working on the emotional side of it first. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we went to therapy individually. Uh, and then once we sort of cleaned up some of the wreckage of the past, we were able to go into the business side of it and, and take the motions were still there. You know, they were mm-hmm. still lingering, but they weren't at the forefront uh, of our decision making. And I think the other thing Nikki said was so important was, from my experience, uh, my parents sat us down at the kitchen table and they said, mom and dad are getting divorced. End of story.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, there was no space. Um, or uh, for for us to express ourselves, to talk about it, to
1: did I you go to therapy?
2: No, 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 no. <laughs> this was this was no. That was that pre-therapy.
1: Yeah, that was the one thing we did with Asher. <laughs> right. is, you know, we allowed him to go to therapy and, yeah. and made sure he was comfortable talking to somebody else about it. And it was one. I mean, and you know, he would fight it a little bit. I think at the beginning, and you know, there were days that he was just like, you know, I think it was exhausting. Yeah. For him to do it, but yeah. I mean, but we made sure he enjoyed. The therapist and he was getting something out of
2: it and and so yeah, exactly and then the other side of it 1984 <laughs> uh no therapy mom oh well, yeah i'm old but mom <laughs> and dad are getting divorced that's it right no space uh and, and i remember this is actually from years of therapy looking back on it is uh this is bad this, mm-hmm. that, that was the feeling i had this is bad this is not good but I had no space, like, like we just said, I had no space to express that or what I was going through. Or so, like
1: was it your fault?
2: Well, so, right, exactly. So, so I was left to do it internally and mm-hmm. internalize it. And so, you know, if you're out there and you're listening, this is just my experience. But what that turned into was I'm bad. Yes. Right. And, and, and that's the way that, you know, I internalize it or it's my fault or whatever. And so... You know, 11, 12, 13 year old, however old I was, that sort of was the net result of not having that space for expression of my truth.
0: Yeah. And I I see a lot of teens who are just angry, Mm -hmm. so angry because their life has been blown up and they have no say in it. And it's as if they're not allowed sometimes to express anger because I think it hurts their parents right? And Mm -hmm. their parents aren't trying to push them down, but I think their parents are so sensitive to it that they're just like, I'm dealing with a lot. I don't have enough to deal with you. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: how do we help? Like when we don't have anything left in ourselves, how can we show up for our kids and help them through this?
2: Well, I I wish that we could give you a, uh, um,
1: a medical answer, a medical answer, <laughs> or a
2: ther- therapeutic answer, or but but here's what Nikki and I did. Um, we faked it until we made it.
1: Hmm.
2: You know, and, and, and I know that the, probably isn't the answer that a, that a, a therapist would give. Or, but, but but what we did was yes, there was nothing left. We were drained emotionally. Yeah. We were, you know, like you talked about. Um, but when we were around Asher at his school events, um, sporting events, whatever it might be. You know, we put on our big boy pants, yeah, and, and and whatever we had left in the tank, we sucked it up, and we put on the fake smile, and we put on, you know, we sat next to each other um, at, at those events, and and, and you know, neither we pretended one pretended
1: like we wanted to be there next right, to right, <laughs> but neither
2: neither one of us wanted, you know, we yeah. sw- swallowed our pride and ego because, the, like you talked about, the kids having uh, no place to express their anger or their truth, but also. With all that being said, this wasn't their choice. Right. This wasn't their decision. And so why, why should they be stuck with the emotional bill to pay when they didn't pick the restaurant, they didn't put, you know, order the wine, whatever right. it is, right? Um, and, and so that's how Nikki and I got through it. We faked it. Uh, and, and, you know, whatever it was going on, no matter how much, we might've just had a fight, you know, uh, half an hour before and we showed up to the sporting event, we just sat there and, and we put on our big boy pants.
1: And I think, yeah. too, like, the time when he would go to Ben's house, even though, you know, as a mom or whatever, you, like, dread, or and dad, but, like, you dread every minute that they go over there. But it's also, like, you have to use that time, too, for yourself. Mm. Like, because there's so much you can do. And, like, you know, I mean, I think that's basic. That's when I would use therapy. And that's when I would go to therapy is when Asher was at Ben's house, because I didn't want to have that doubled up emotion when he was with me. Mm. Right. So a lot of times I tried to, I tried to like, just, you know, get it all out when he wasn't home.
0: So one of the things I see too, a lot is that it's like, well, dad does it this way. We do it this way. They don't, it's doesn't, it's not compatible. We do it right. They do it wrong. They under, they undo everything. So I see a lot of this, even when people are together actually, but I see a lot of this when you're in divorced family. So how do you come together to make sure that there's some consistency with raising your kids? So they're not spinning.
1: I think, I, I think that, oh, look at his face. Um, <laughs> I think that if we were together, we would raise our child different. such a good point. I mean, mm-hmm. so it, I, like, so for us, it was, it's not about being together or not being together. But I think from day one, we sort of made a promise to each other that the big ticket items were things that we had to come together and agree on because it's not fair to it's not fair to him it's not fair to your children so the big ticket items we kind of said you know what we have to come together and we have to make a decision on these items you know even if it like as much as you know where he's going to go to school what he's you know but like things like that but even like parenting items you know where he's allowed to drive where he's not allowed to drive what times he's allowed you know his curfew like things like that were
2: yeah yeah and i think that the the like like Nikki just said, it, we're, the, we're not the same people, but maybe parenting-wise. And, and these issues, I mean, Nick, Nikki's likes to take care of everything. You know, some people call control. As uh, a matter or, of
1: fact, I was doing a project last yeah,
2: night. A, a, as an ex-wife, you know, I just like to say she has a big heart. It was probably like uh, my
1: last 18-year-old's project <laughs> I was doing last night.
2: <laughs> so, so, you know, if we were married, those things would still be there yeah right but all but all of a sudden <laughs> but because you're divorced they become these big deals oh she doesn't do that or he always yeah. does this or i mean we asher and i were just this is however many years later we were just in uh orlando for you're lacrosse you're I the I <laughs> and, and uh i took him overnight uh to, to orlando for lacrosse tournament and nikki's text are you gonna feed him are you gonna do-? i go nikki In 14 years, if I ever, you know, the kids lived, the kids lived, he's been fed. I mean, what, all of a sudden it's like one, he's 18, he can feed himself. Right. And, and and so this is just, you know, it's part of the co-parenting. And and I think the thing that gets uh, misinterpreted or, you know, uh, the definition gets mixed up is that, you co- I co-parent with my wife now with our two kids yeah. mm-hmm. and we have different parenting styles, but because these emotional stuff is on top of all the other things that people haven't dealt with, they become these big issues. Yeah. Oh my God, you wouldn't believe what he did. <laughs> oh my God, you wouldn't believe what she did or how he, sh- you know, so, you know, because of, you know, the work we've done and, 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 you know, like we're talking about, uh, we made it, moved to fake it until we made it, um, they're, they're, they're really not that big of deals.
1: The dog yeah, that's where I was like, if you see me, like, leaning over, <laughs> I'm like, petting one of them. Yeah, no, she's not
2: petting me, right.
1: <laughs> think that's Say clear. hi. Oh, yeah, so cute. Hey, <laughs> He's so
0: happy. So when we, um, I mean, there's several things I want to go with, because I want to go with, like, adding the whole other dimension of when you guys get remarried. Like, there's so much drama that can happen with that. Um, let's, let's start there. So how do you introduce new people when a lot of times the kids are hoping that the parents will still get together, which means these people are like their enemy because they're ruining their chance of the parents getting together. So how do you introduce that?
1: Hmm.
2: Well, I think we have two very, very interesting, uh,
1: different stories, different stories,
2: um, I, I, after we got divorced, Nikki and, and, you know, we'd gone through all this work, like we talked about and we were, you know, sort of
1: ben was but, like a, a new being,
2: right. I was levitating in my ben. spirituality and, <laughs> and all this forgiveness and love. And then Nikki calls me and she says she started dating a guy that we had known, mm. um, you know, re- w- while we were married. Um, and, you know, so I'd already known him. So there wasn't that introduction. Asher had already known him. So there wasn't that, you know, introduction moment, but it, you know, it sort of just shows. So the first time that I, uh, I didn't meet him, but the first time I interacted with him, uh, since he had been with Nikki was at Asher's baseball game that I was, uh, I was a coach at and Nikki had called me and told me, uh, that, that he was going to be there. And, the whole game, I'm on the field. I'm, like, looking over and, and, and just <laughs> dreading the moment, you know, because the moment's going to happen, right, yeah. after the game. And uh, I'm wishing the game would go to extra innings and all this stuff. <laughs> and, so the game ends. Uh, she
1: ends up disappearingly.
2: Right. Uh, uh, the, the game ends. The kids obviously run out of dugout and don't clean up the dugout. Uh, so, the, you know, the coaches are left to, to, to clean up the dugout. And Asher runs over there, and, and I'm walking over there and this is the moment, right? I'm like, this is, I mean, it's, it's either they're going to crash and burn or I'm going to shine. Right. It's, and, uh, I, I'm literally just thinking to myself, what's best for Asher? What's best for Asher? Mm-hmm. And so I go over there and, and, uh, you know, the first thing I do is I give Chad, her husband, um, a hug in front of Asher, just to sort of like, as a disarming, like, this is okay. And if, Last mm-hmm. thing I wanted, I mean, my stomach, even, even walking over there, you know, that just ripping the inside and, and, and the ego and the hurt, mm-hmm. pain and, and all that stuff. Um, but, you know, we talked about faking it until we made it like that was just putting on my big boy pants. Right. And yeah. it was probably the most awkward man hug ever <laughs> in the history, of, uh, but it was a hug. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and so you know, that's how that introduction went. Um, and, and, you know, Nikki and him are, mar- are, are married today. He's a great guy. He's one of my uh, close friends. And uh, he's great for Asher. Uh, he checks all the boxes, right? Yes. If I take ego out of it. Now, if I put ego in the forefront, he would check none of those boxes. No. He's a jerk. He's the worst thing. <laughs> ever had. Right, right.
0: Exactly. Right? Yeah.
2: Um, but you know, when I'm really honest and, and authentic with who the guy is, he, he's a wonderful guy know uh, he's a wonderful yeah. man. And and that's somewhere along the line, we, uh, uh, uh you know, cross that line into made it too. uh, so that's how Chad was introduced. It was a little easier on Asher, I think, yeah. because he already knew him, mm-hmm. um, which, which was good in hindsight.
1: And I think my story is slightly a little bit different that, you know, I'm not gonna. Well, no, I am. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna group guys all together in this. Right. And I'm going to most a lot of men choose to go and sow their oats when they get divorce. So I knew that that was, you know, kind of what Ben was doing, and you know,
2: allegedly, you no,
1: know, <laughs> crystal diamond, whatever the name is, my friend <laughs> crystal. <laughs> I was like uh, chandelier. I don't know. So I said. So one day I called him and I said, hey do me a favor and please don't introduce like a array of crystals and things to our son. And I think at first he wanted to be like,
2: you who know, the hell are you to tell me? Yeah, mm. think, think that
1: you're doing. But he actually said, you know what? I totally agree. And you know what, that, that would be the right thing. So I really appreciate, I did really appreciate mm. that. But then fast forward, he's dating Nadia and he tells me that you know, she's hanging out with Asher and I've yet to meet her. And so I always would call Asher to say goodnight when he was at Ben's house. So I call him when I, he's what, four and a half, maybe at the time. And I said, you know, I was just talking to him and I was saying goodnight to him. And he said, Hey mom, I said, yes. And he said, do you know Nadia? And I said, I don't, I know who Nadia is, but mommy's never met her. And he said, well, hold on. I think you should talk to her. And he puts her on the phone. Awkward? Um, and I was like, mm. very awkward. Very, <laughs> I'm like, I wish there was a camera in my room that you could have seen my face.
2: Oh, I have it in my mind. My At <laughs> oh least not God, his reaction.
1: Like, the most awkward thing. But it was him saying, hey, listen.
0: Yeah. This is what I need.
1: Woman, And I'm hanging out with her. You need to be able like, I need to know you're okay with it. Yeah. Or like, you need to know her too. So it, that was his way of saying, hey, it's time. Like, yeah. if I know her, you should know her. So, I mean, that was like one of those things that you're like, God, kids are really smart. They are.
2: Yeah. And and (laughs) I just want to reemphasize really quick just what what Nikki said, because, you know, that moment where she called me, um, and and not that I'm some big, better person, but when the difference between an ego answer or, you know, the emotional answer and and the, the, the what's best for Asher answer, is so crystal clear in that, 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 you know, it, it, in the response, because yeah, the first response, the first thought was who the hell are you to tell me you're dating the guy that we knew, you know, while we were married, like, but, you know, stop and, and, and you know, not be, uh, react off that she was right. I mean, the worst, yeah. the, the best thing for me was to you know, have, you know, my son meet all these women and have all this companionship. And, but at the end of the day, he, he's already, he's traumatized. Yeah. Our kids are traumatized, uh, you know, when their parents are divorced, and to have this revolving door of women in and out of his life, uh, doesn't help that trauma, yeah. and, and so you know, I committed to, to, not, to Nikki to, to doing that, and, and I think it was nine months almost a year before uh, I introduced Nadia at that. Well, <laughs> Asher introduced Nadia <laughs> uh, to Nikki, but I kept her, you know, I, 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 got her to to you. I you know, the you first knew time who she that, was.
1: Yes, I but, knew who she was, and I was like, "Oh, okay."
2: But the time where they Asher and Nadia met, I called Nikki and, and let her know that this was going to happen because, uh, you know, not she's not. Yeah, she deserved to know that her son was going to meet, you know, a new woman, you know, in his life. Uh, and, and so, you know, I just think that's a perfect example. Like when when you start blending the families or you introduce people, yeah. to really. Take a moment and think what's, you know, best for your child who w- with the pair of glasses on that he or she or them ha- have been through trauma.
1: Yeah. You know, and and I think experience.
0: I, I want to call this out because I, I'm guessing a lot of people listening are going, oh my gosh, my ex needs to listen to this. Like my ex needs to do that. And I think the really important thing that I want to call attention to is both of you are talking about what you did. And so you can say they need to do this, but the real deal is whoever's listening to this right now is the one that needs to look and go, what is the best thing for my child right now? Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's the hardest part. So how do you start going? How do I, since I'm the only one I can control, show up differently rather than feeling like I want to just keep pointing fingers at what they're doing wrong?
2: Well, that's the secret sauce, uh, you know, I think to our happy divorce is, is uh, you know, dealing with the emotional side, at least my process. Um, you know, I went to go see a therapist and, we're, you know, working with, w- w- with some other people, but uh, it was about my side of the street, right? It, and and, and whenever, we
1: can't clean each other's up. No, we
2: try that. Mm-hmm.
1: We, we <laughs> want to. We want to. We want to just go clear it out, but we can't
2: do it. You know, and when I would start talking about the butts, but Nikki, you know, my therapist would Mm -hmm. be like, or or the guy I was working with uh, would say, no, 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 we're not, we're not, we're not dealing with that right now. We're dealing with (laughs) your side of the street. Right. And, And so I think when you, at least for me, when I started talking about, but Nikki, you know, if only, you know, she did this, or if only she hadn't done that, like, that is not going to be the, the, uh, the, the answer. At least it wasn't for us. Um, and, 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 you know, taking Nikki's inventory or trying to change Nikki or her trying to change me. Like we, we, we played that movie. Yeah. We, we played that movie. It, for- and it
1: just keeps going. And it, it's just like it's the movie that's on that reel that just keeps like
2: yeah, but you sit you still sit there and watch it thinking that oh, the, it, it's gonna
1: be different. It's gonna
2: time. be the, you know the, right. the ending's gonna be different, yeah. right? And, and so it's it's just one of the and that's why you know when the, the Orlando story like I just laughed because that's Nikki, yeah. you know. It, 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 She's it, gonna
1: yeah. think that I'm gonna kill our kid, but no, it's okay.
2: That's, except <laughs> right.
1: 18 you're eighteen later, year old. <laughs> eighteen know? years later, he's still alive.
2: And, and you know, he always got fed. It's amazing. You know, um, probably maybe not the, you know, home cooked or the whatever that, that Nikki did. But, you know, we, we got
1: him fed. I mean, all right.
2: Yeah. But the, but the you know, the the, the other thing is that, you know, we understand and, and we're aware to is people don't be listening to this going, yeah, there's no way. This is a I bunch guess. of crap. Right. right. Be- yep. and, and, and And some of it might be because my ex would never right. do that. Right. I'm and, guessing
0: most are saying that. Yep.
2: Right. And, and, and so I just want to be
1: happen overnight.
2: And that's, and that's the thing that, yes, it is a ridiculous story. I mean, it is, you know, the fact that we're sitting in my house right now and, you know, we, we go on family vacations, right. And, and, and we actually love each other and, and we're best friends. Yeah. All that's true. Um, but it didn't happen overnight. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it, like we talked about at the beginning, if you had told us we would be sitting here. Fourteen years ago, we were told you had in mind because it was so far out of our realm of yeah. possibility. No, just
1: wanted to be able to like be at the same sporting event together, or go to a birthday party together, like in the same room, not together, but you know. And I mean,
2: yeah, and come
1: a long way. It's come a long
2: way, <laughs> yeah. and so if you're thinking that, and and that part of your mind is is in there going, yeah, but my ex, or yeah, but I, you know, they're full of sh- you know crap, yeah. Um, just leave a little bit of space uh, for possibility, you know, just, uh, I just urge you to leave a little bit of space for, well, that would be nice. Or, you know, uh, and Hey, maybe it may be, you know, and, 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 and not like what I do a lot is certainty, like draw certainty, like, Oh, there's no way that would ever happen. Right. right? There's no. And and so maybe just, you know, if you're listening, just hold a little space for uncertainty, a possibility.
1: I always think like, you know, when we first started, like when we were like breaking up, and you know we were getting divorced, I would sort of just try to go, okay, there's something that made me fall in love with this guy, like so that's still there. Like it's matter, like no matter if I hate him right now and I really want to kill him, but there's right now it's not no, okay. <laughs> he's not he's still the same person, right? So I, I like right. just kept trying to say like like just give it time. I need to go find that again in order yeah. to make it like, you know, and I think that actually kind of helped me with mm-hmm. our relationship that I'm like, okay, just give it some time. He, he's still he's still there somewhere. <laughs> right. And, and, I just got to dig him out.
2: And the other thing about what we've come to realize, yeah, the the story's, you know, a little absurd. and full, so, you know, uh, uh, rainbow waterfalls and unicorns. Um, but I think that the important thing, at least we want to talk about our happy divorce is not that... You have this, right? It's not yeah. that you might, um, but that you're able to, at the end of the day, not hand your kids the emotional bill yeah. for them to pay. And, and, and I was um. talking to a friend yesterday uh, who, who got divorced. His wife and him are not friends, um, but they're cordial, you mm-hmm. know, and when they're around their kid and the discussions they have are productive discussions about their, about their son. Yeah. And I was like, "You have a happy divorce, because you know you managed to somewhat, you know, shelter your kid from your decisions." Yeah. Right. You know, in in our life, Asher didn't choose for us to meet. He didn't choose for me to ask Nikki out on our first date. He didn't choose, you know, for us to live together uh, or to get married or to have kid. You know, to have him or you know anywhere along the line. And certainly didn't choose to, for us to get divorced. Right. So you know why should he? So why should he have to pay the consequences for? It's something he had no choice in
1: and I always say too that um parents need to like I think that sometimes parents don't understand how much their actions impact a child, mm. because mm. I mean we have done you know what we have done in our relationship to make it as easy and as smooth as possible for Asher, and you know the relationship that we have built is probably beyond what most people would even comprehend as Mm -hmm. being normal but it's normal for us and now it's it's normal for asher it's normal for ben's kids like the other day one of them asked when we got married Mm -hmm. and like so they were they they called me their stepmom so like they didn't have any other name for me so i was just their stepmom but asher still will tell you this divorce is hard and he will still say you know if i had as much as he loves his step-parents he will still tell you, I would choose my parents to be mm-hmm. together. Yeah, I mean, so, I, I, and that's the yeah. thing is I'm like, we made it so much, e- like so easy on him. is like as we could yeah. per se, whatever easy is in a divorce, but he still wishes his parents were so, together. So
2: imagine all the other nonsense that goes on top of that with, with divorced parents, the stuff that I had to go through, yeah. right? I mean, it, 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 it's even as like, so even though, I right. I mean, cause you know, like I said, we live in the land yeah. of rainbow waterfalls and unicorns and so to yeah. see, but it's still hard on it. Yeah. yeah. So imagine if that, you know, if it was the other way and, and, you know, parents couldn't even be together or they talk, you know, they didn't all kinds of not room together or... or worse. What my parents did, you know, is talk bad about the other parents, yeah. the other day, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and use, use us as blocking and tackling tools.
1: I think there's still a lot of that.
2: Yeah, weaponizing your kids. There's
0: a lot of that. Yeah, they become the pawns of the game.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's really
0: tough. And so what you both keep saying, I think I just want to reiterate again, the question is what's best for the kids in this moment. It's not about what you wish they would do or what you wish. It's what is the best thing that I can do in this moment for the kid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that's that seems to be the real good guidepost right there.
1: Right, Because it's okay if it makes us uncomfortable, yeah that's okay. We can deal with that, but yeah. it's not okay if it makes them uncomfortable. yeah
2: yeah, and it's hard. I mean' it's, the, there's you know uh, we, it, the, there's a different I, I mean I can personally uh, use my intellect to oh. justify <laughs> Sorry. what the, my intellect that? <laughs> oh, but, uh, see. <laughs> If that doesn't tell you, you know <laughs> what we have is real. you could sit there and be like, "That was funny, Nikki." Um, but but I can to, to justify, you know, that word. What's best for Asher, right? Um, yeah. You know, if you use Chad as an example, Nikki's husband. About, I, I I can twist it to why he's not a good guy. He's not what's best mm. for Asher. If I am looking at making that decision based off of ego or based off of you know, hurt feelings or whatever. So I think it, it, it is a tricky uh, answer or question to answer when you're not looking at it through, you know, the, the true authentic, uh, yeah. what's best for your kid and not what's best for you masked right. as what's best for Asher. And, and, and so that's something we've learned um, over the years to differentiate or, you know, uh, uh, you know to differentiate. And, and it's funny because you could have with three people, and now five, you know, two plus two equals four. We all learned that. You could have five different answers yep. to that equation off of a one, you know, decision. Um, but what we've sort of have been able to, to, to realize is there's only one person who needs to get four. And that's Asher. Yeah. And so, you know, when you take ego out of you, take everything else, it becomes easier or simpler. Doesn't always, isn't always
0: easy. No. Yeah. But it is there's a little bit more clarity. And I think it's again about focusing on you and not the other person. Mm-hmm. So how do people find you guys in your book?
2: Uh, it's pretty simple. Everything at Our Happy Divorce, oh. our happy divorce.com. We're on Instagram, you know, all the social medias are Happy Divorce. Um, you know, we this was something that was important for us to do to help people. And if you're listening, you want to get a book, just reach out to us uh, on social media or, or, or email. Um, and we'd gladly get you a book. You know, we have plenty of them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got a room of them.
2: We got a room full of
0: warehouses.
1: <laughs> oh my god, we <laughs> have that baby. <made> me-
0: <laughs> so any parting words of wisdom or encouragement for parents with teenagers?
1: Oh. <laughs> Uh,
2: keep coming back. It gets better.
1: I mean, <laughs> I mean, it does. It does get better.
2: The, I mean, with, with, with teenagers, now, you know, Asher was, like we talked about, younger. Um, and
1: boy teenagers are like a whole different, like, they're just, they just beat their own little drum. Girls, yeah. I feel like, are so much more organized and like, and then, we, and then the boys are like little tornadoes. Big tornadoes big, now. Big, it's a big, tornadoes. big
2: tornado. <laughs> but, but I think the, um, you know, the thing about especially going through a divorce, you know, the my younger siblings uh, obviously were younger. I was twelve, ten. They were eight. My older brother was, you know, fourteen, fifteen. Um, I, I I think with me, um, you know, going through the divorce at at that teenage, early teenage years. Um, like I took, we talked about earlier, there was no space to, 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 to have any expression or expression of my truth or, or ask mm. questions or anything. And then, you know, I internalized it. Um, but what, because I quickly found out that my parents didn't communicate with each other, they didn't like each other. Yeah. Um, I used that to my advantage,
1: mm.
2: you know, and, and, uh, you know, whether that was staying out later or. You know, what allowance mom gave me, I'd tack on a little bit extra when, you know, when, when dad asked, What's your mom? Yeah. Be? Um, you know, and, and so I think that that is another just check mark to communication and being able to have a conversation with your ex because, yeah. you know, I'm not blaming my parents, um, but it did sprinkle a little miracle grow on, on this gene I had called addiction and alcoholism um, and, and, you know, sort of started going off the rails, you know, right about the time my parents got divorced. And, and by the time I was, you know, eight years later, it was a full-blown, uh, you know, addict. Um, yeah. and so, uh, you know, again, not to blame my parents, but it did give a little bit more space <laughs> for that, for that disease to grow. Yeah. Well, you didn't um, have
0: anywhere else to put the pain. Right. So that right. you were you were medicating that pain. Right.
2: Right. And the internalization of, you know, like we're talking, so, um, you know, I just think with teenagers or you know, or any age, uh the, the more space um I like need, w- space. need space for communication, for openness, for for yeah. them expressing their feelings, but also the parents need to talk. And, and, I mean, you know, about like Nikki said, the big ticket items. I mean, like what time like that's one thing that's been consistent through our house, like yeah. curfew, call, wake up, you know, when you get home, if you're not gonna yeah. be and so um you know, it, it, it's a terrible situation. It sucks, uh, but it does. It is a reality, and, and uh, you know, I think uh, treating kids like mushrooms um, isn't the solution. By that, you know, it, it, what does that mean? You put them in the dark and you feed them. Oh, you know what? Gotcha, gotcha. um, yeah. and, and that's the way we gotcha. were. That's the way we were treated. And you know, even when Asher was four, we try not to, you know, treat them like a mushroom. So, yeah,
0: that's great. That's no that problem. is a good that is a good piece of advice right there actually it is very true so Nikki and Ben thank you so much I'm so thank glad you could very much. join us today and share your story which is very inspiring that it can be done um, not easy but it can be done
2: yeah hey, and, and Nikki I mean we had this brief moment but but we are convinced and another reason why we wrote the book that if we can do it you know yeah. two Class A you know alphas. Sure. Um, we're pretty much convinced <laughs> yeah. we're pretty much convinced uh, that anybody can do it. So, yeah. you know, just keep on trudging the road to happy destiny.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Thank, thank you. So. Absolutely. And thank you, parents, for taking time out of your busy day to spend with us. If you want to learn more about how to help your teens thrive, you can grab my top 10 secrets for raising teens at slash parenting tips. Finally, if you enjoyed this episode and the helpful strategies that Nikki and Ben shared with us, please take a quick moment to rate and review. This helps other parents like you find the show. I encourage you to share it with a friend as well. Until next time, have a peaceful, positive, calm day. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website, www.askdrcam.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show again. While you're at it, If you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes and, hey, why not share it with a friend too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier
1: than this.